Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back again. Welcome back. Music unapologetically. So glad to have you with us. Yeah. I'm your host, Adam. I'm Travis. Co-host. Love being here. Yeah, we do. Man. I'm like your co-pilot. Yeah. yeah. Flying through the music of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way you just did that, man. And I like that you didn't wear a hat. You got your hair going. I didn't put my hair up for that reason. Freshly washed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine is not freshly washed, but I did wash it this morning. That day three hair. Is yeah. When you get, I mean, the lo- our long haired folks. Yo. Know, that yeah. day three when the natural oils. Yeah. Is. When the natural oils are mm. kicking it. Man, I gotta change this up. <laughs> Should have worn it up. Anyways, welcome back. Let's go ahead and um, is that on? I feel like it's on. Yep, that sure is on. Let's turn that baby off. Oh, that's much better. I can hear you. Oh, I can hear you without an echo now. All right, so... Um, you want to hear two of me? I mean, I don't want to hear two of me. Two of you is fine. Two of me is not fine. Our listeners, would be four of both of us, and that's... <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get them to subscribe and like. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 do that. Like, subscribe, ah, and share. Yeah, yeah, good job. Uh, let's just get a playlist going. Uh, this playlist has literally nothing to do with what we're going to talk about tonight, so... Ooh. It's just a chill. Just brings you into the yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a chill, lo-fi type, relaxing. I'm glad music. you brought up lo-fi. Okay, I've yeah. been on a lo-fi kick for a few months now. Yeah, <clears throat> came across a lo-fi hip hop when we were going through our just like this, right? And uh, is like I'm, I feel like I'm going to sound old here, but like my girlfriend and I like to play like like cards. Okay, I work. So much, so does she. So, like at night, sometimes you just you know have dinner, sit down, play rummy or gin, whatever. And so we like to play some music, and we found this lo-fi hip hop, and I was like, why does that song sound so familiar? It was low lo-fi versions of '90s hip hop. Oh, nice. And I've been on this lo-fi kick. Yeah. And there's shout out to the YouTube channel Lo-fi Fruit. Fruit. Lo-fi Fruit. They have two hour long straight through sets. Yeah. With no commercial break, that plays like current stuff. They have a hip hop station. I mean, and it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on YouTube. We have nothing to do with these folks, but I've I've just I've I played two hours worth of lo-fi stuff in the office the other day, and I had every patient was like, I know that. So what song? It's dude, they're great. Lo-fi fruit. Lo-fi fruit. I wonder if this is uh this music is going through right now. I guess we'll find out. I hope know. for our listeners' sake it is, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. Anyways, like I said, this music has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You text me the other day talking about, hey, man, let's talk about generational music. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 
2000s, 2010s. Mm. Now we're getting into the 2020s. Let me just preface this Hardly show. music at that point. Let me preface, exactly. That's exactly kind of where I was going. Let me preface this whole show, and this is my opinion. It's not necessarily your opinion. <clears throat> I grew up in the 90s. Mm. Music died in the early, early, early 2000s. Agreed. Like dead. And we talked about my thoughts on Nelly. Right. Early killed, 2000s. Killed hip-hop. Dixie Chicks, now the Chicks. Yeah. Killed country. I mean, country, I mean, they, country they, was never alive for me. That's fair enough. You know what I mean? But yeah, I agree. 90s, the 90s was the last solid decade yeah. of really good, across like all genres. Right. That idea, I was listening to, uh, I, I, I sent you the video of Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers yeah. singing What a Fool Believes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you know, like we had the nostalgia episode. Right. And I'm thinking about my dad. I text my dad the same video. And as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, what a good era of music. Right. And I'm like, what about other? There's every decade. Every decade has some good stuff. Yeah. With the and and I'll say this: music's not necessarily dead, but it's on live support. And the only reason it is on live support is because you have the bands and the and the groups and the hip hop artists or whatever that we grew up with. The old heads is you know these new these new cats would call them. The Mm -hmm. old heads still making music Mm -hmm. and kind of you know and it's it's not. It's not the great stuff that they came up with in the 90s and early 2000s and 80s or whatever, you know what I mean? Like uh, Method Man. Yeah. He's coming he's still coming out with stuff and it's still fire, but it's it's, it's not Wu-Tang Method Man type right. stuff, but it's keeping that music just with a faint heartbeat. Well, the other thing too is a lot of the the collabs, mm-hmm. which I get I, I find a lot of funny in it, you know, a lot of humor like uh when Ozzy and Post Malone yeah, did their little thing, and people were like, "Oh, that's so kind of post to put, you know, put Ozzy on the map like that." Wow, right? Yeah, and then you also see a lot of the sampling, right? Like samplings, there's more samples nowadays than I think any like any anybody realizes. Right, I and mean, there are entire social media channels that all they do is like show songs that are good that are samples from however long ago. It's it's wild to me because I, I started watching that uh, I started watching it again that hip hop revolution mm-hmm. that we've spoken yeah, on yeah. a couple times yeah. and there's that uh there's that one episode about all the producers who are in that the bottom of that hotel room going mm-hmm. through going flipping through, through flipping through albums yep. and and you know not not even knowing what they're picking up but they're you know this you know to me, and that's me you know mm-hmm. they they obviously know what it is because they're picking it mm-hmm. you know and now they're going to sample it so like but but when i say old the old music that we grew up with and that we enjoyed and and all this other stuff the classic stuff you know and those artists are still making music today john mayer put one out yesterday you sent me oh love it it. yeah i love it the 80s vibe is real and so now there's a there's an album coming out i think later this month okay and uh it's supposed to be like a whole whole 80s like super vibe I love, like, so there's a couple of mainstream guys, and then there's a couple, like, there's uh, another group that I love that's, like, all about this 80s vibe. Right. So you got, like, The Weeknd, his Mm -hmm. last album was, and all his, like, his last two or three singles all had that, like, real 80s-esque. You got this John Mayer one. There's a group called um, The Midnight Uh that does that electronic 80s style, like, you know, with the synthesizer and, and, like, the guitar 
very like Phil Collins esque. Yeah. But they're all new stuff. Yeah. And their songs are amazing. And there's it's it's all uh, um, instrumental stuff. Right. But it's just straight eighties all day long. My algorithms were going nuts yesterday after I sent you that uh, John Mayer yeah song. I I, uh, uh, I tagged one of my buddies on it. And because uh, he's a big John Mayer fan, and so my algorithms were going nuts, and it just kept on Facebook kept popping up uh, John Mayer groups. Mm-hmm. So I joined a couple. Okay, man, the hate and the disdain of John Mayer fans that he is any any way involved with Grateful Dead. They're not. They're not fans. Oh, of they hate it. Why? I have no idea because Ignorance. they because number one they're yeah they're absolutely ignorant they have no idea uh they just they just have no i good no idea how much of a music genius uh, lyrically Jerry Garcia was then these old dudes could play mm-hmm. okay and so it got me looking into Grateful Dead you know they hold the record in the world mm-hmm. all time sold out shows. I didn't know that. Fact. Deadheads are Deadheads are loyal because I'm because I'm reading these comments when somebody gets on and and they're talking trash about John Mayer going on tour with The Grateful Dead. You start reading about the Deadheads like, yeah, Dead and Company's touring this year and I've already bought tickets to 22 of the shows and I'm like, dude. My, my so my cousin give or take homeless. Mm-hmm. But Kind of willingly, in a sense. Right. Works odd jobs, but he's literally a Liz, roadie. He lives just, in he a just, van. He travels to follow Grateful Dead. Right. He work an odd job for a couple weeks, save some money. I don't know if I'm about that life. I mean, you get in the philosophy of life, man. Like, that's yeah. important. For him, good music and seeing the world. Whatever. More power yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Grateful Dead. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go... Let's go to let's go let's start in a decade that most people are going to have at least some familiarity with. Right? Some familiarity. The sixties, the fifties were great. Don't get me wrong. You okay, know, the sixties is a good a good that's a good spot to to start in because fifties music I don't really know a whole lot. You know, before the sixties. Okay, you, all that's really back there, like your Johnny Be Good, right? You know, your yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of like your, the sock hop stuff, a lot of your Motown stuff. Okay, you know, your Supremes, yeah, guys, like all you know, which which is fun, but like you know, you gotta think like what the Beatles did for all, like all music and how they like made music this international by bridging you know across the pond. Okay, and from the sixties, it's like. That's kind of that big kickoff. Okay, so let's do this before we'll we'll definitely start with the '60s. But list your generations in order of your favorite to no. Okay, start with your least favorite to your favorite. Six, uh, so if we say '60s to 2000, yeah, let's say let's say 2010, just because I do enjoy Outcast and everything okay. that was okay. just after 2000. So from '60s to 2010s, yeah. 2010s definitely last. Uh, 60s would be next. 2000s, 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, no, 70s, 80s, 90s. 70s. 90s being the best. Wait, you like the 80s over the 70s? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Only so- be- not only because... Surprisingly, a lot of music that people think is 70s music is actually early 80s music. 
Right. Okay. See a lot of the, like a lot of your late seventies crossover bands like the Pink are, Floyds merge into there. Led the Zeppelin. Rush, yeah. Journey, okay. Yeah. Like, got you. They all make that leap into the eighties. No, yeah, like, yeah, a lot yeah. of their bigger stuff. And was, I want to talk about that later too. Um, mine would go early two thousands, sixties. This is least to favorite. Least to most. least okay. to most favorite. favorite yeah. So early two thousands, sixties, eighties, and then. Just put 70s and 90s interchangeable. What about 2010s? We didn't do 2010s. I'm not 2010s. I'm not a fan. There's just, there's, listen, the the music that I listened to after 2010 and up until now is like folk music that nobody's ever heard about. Yeah. So, I mean, it's your, I mean, it's your um, local natives, um, Young the Giant. Yeah. You know, nobody's ever heard of them, you know, unless you're just really into the music. But, yeah, uh, you can take the '70s and the '90s and interchange them. I don't even care. Uh, it's it's one A and one B. Yeah, 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 absolutely. My brother had a podcast. They they don't do it anymore since he got back into school and uh, moved over to Memphis. But they did a music episode, and one of his co-hosts said that the '90s was the worst generation for music that he's ever heard. He said the music in the '90s was trash, and I. That hurt. That that hit hit me to my soul. This guy's co-hosting a music podcast. Well, no, it wasn't necessarily. They just did a music episode. Oh, okay. You know, but he should um, stop talking. That's what I said because <laughs> then he started talking about like how great like Blink One Eighty Two is and like all the like weird like the Killers. I I gotta go back and listen to it and get the exact bands. But I'm like, yo, I texted my brother and I was like, how can this dude? Talk about the '90s is trash, but then list the bands he listed, and my brother goes, "Dude, I know, I know." So. It just meant you know when you grow up with music being such a foundation of your life, you forget that a lot of times others don't. It's not like it's not a norm right. for everybody, right? So you're like your your and he opinion was, and, and your your understanding of music is so much different than other people that you just have to you know bless. Just and the crazy thing was, he is a '90s baby. Is he? You know, which is which is wild to me. Yeah. But anyway, 60s. When I think 60s, my head automatically goes to a place of of hippies. Yeah. Okay. So uh Grateful Dead is one of them. Uh Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. uh Janis Joplin. That's the music I go to that um uh yeah, just that that uh free love. Flower power, mm-hmm. uh, dodge drafting music. Yeah, and see the thing about that though is you got Carlos Santana. Yes, and you got to be. This is what like we talked about a second ago about the de- the decades, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of those hippie artists, it's like it's like French painter, you know, painters. Right. Like we hear about them now, we know about them now, but back then they were nobodies. Right. right? So what was the kickoff point? Woodstock nineteen. 69 okay into 19 so now we're getting into right right so like when i think of 60s yes like for sure tail into the of the the vietnam era but yeah. i'm also thinking like early stevie i'm thinking like the supremes okay Gladys Knight and the pips right i'm thinking that kind of like that early kind of motown philly and early, that's the, and early that's kind just, of feel and that's know? just music and maybe that's just my ignorance but that's just music i never got into you know what i mean like i can't yeah. Like if I sat down and put on like the Temptations or you know Gladys Knight or Aretha Franklin, like, yeah. I can't listen to it past one or two songs, man. I'm like, okay, now I got to get out. I, of see, it. I got a Motown Philly station. Yeah. Like all Motown stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, but then you also like 
your Beach Boys. Okay. Your Monkeys, your Beatles, Good Vibrations. I'd rather forget about the Beatles. The Beatles are trash. You know what I mean? Uh, some of their music, I'd have to disagree on. But here's the thing. You're talking again about a group that crossed generation, decade after decade after decade. I heard a really weird conspiracy theory the other day about the Beatles. Uh, supposedly. Uh-huh. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney uh-huh. died like the first year the band got big. Okay. And they replaced and it was a him. Secret. Uh-huh. And they had this replacement guy that came in and filled right. his spot. And the later like weird, like hippie, like weird psychedelic stuff, like the album cover for Sgt. Pepper had all these celebrities, you know, Gandhi and all, like all these big celebrities around the world. And what it was supposed to be was because he died and they had to keep it a secret that they had to do this secret funeral where like the band and like the family member, the manager, that was it was allowed to be there to keep it under wraps. And that the album cover was an homage to who, like the funeral that he should have gotten. Right. Everybody was there. Right. And so they've taken it as far as they, like, you look at other albums, like there's one of the album covers are sitting there with, dead baby like holding baby dolls with their heads torn off right next to him and they went as far as to have like a forensic a forensics expert look at the facial structure of like the original McCartney when they were like the Ed Sullivan show and the guy that is the Paul McCartney now and the dude's like this is not even the same face right all the facial structures are off but why would I don't understand why you would even do that popularity at the time man i guess they were huge i guess but yeah. songs like sweet caroline is also in the 60s right elvis was in the 60s yep. uh i've said Ray it once Charles. i've said it once i'll say it a million times and this will be for another episode of unpopular opinions mm-hmm. if buddy holly mm-hmm. didn't die in that plane crash yeah we wouldn't even be talking about elvis presley being the king of rock and roll true story true story i agree with that Cool. I totally agree with that. Uh, another thing that was a crossover, kind of go, talking the decade jump, 50s to 60s, but was still really big, Rat Pack era. Okay. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Dean Martin. Sammy uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Right. Those guys, all 60s. Like, most of their big stuff was in the 60s. Yeah. Ain't that a kick in the head? Man, I would have loved to I would have loved to sit in a, in, a, in a group in Vegas and listen to Frank Sinatra sing. Dude. Just knowing how involved with the, the mob he was. And listening to him sing the type of songs that he's... He was so, like, it's, it's, if you go back and watch, like, just interview, like, just, like, candid videos of Frank, like, just sitting around, like, talking, you know, he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. Just, like, kind of, we talked about how baseball, you know... Just so cool. Baseball, just so chill, like, yeah. all the things that you don't do as a singer, kind of like in the, the early baseball era, like, you're in there smoking cigars and right. drinking whiskey. Like, Frank's in there... Dropping acid. Yeah. Don't know hitters. Exactly. <laughs> Frank's in there smoking cigarettes, chopping it up with girls, you know, and he's, you know, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, hold on one second. Ain't that a kick in the head? And yeah. Like, Fly me to the moon. You know? Yeah. Like, you don't hear that kind of stuff anymore. You got that sound, dude. That sounded pretty good. I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, I will say, we're not, we won't go down the rabbit hole in this, but that sound, you know, I know they talk a lot about, like, the low fidelity versus high fidelity, the records versus like the digital music and all that stuff. Yeah. But like, I'm so impressed with Michael Buble being able to sing that style. Michael Bubble. Michael Bubble. Yeah. But just to hear him sing that style on like, you know, digital music. Yeah. And still sound like the Rat Pack era. 
Like it makes you think like if Frank were alive now, he'd be proud. How much better he would sound. Oh yeah. Yeah. True true story. Tony Bennett? Um Speaking of Woodstock. Yeah. That that if I could go back and do events in history, like if I could have a time machine, like, okay, cool, you got five you got five places in history that you can go. Mm-hmm. Woodstock would definitely be one of them. Oh, for sure. To watch Santana. You know the story behind Santana? Uh, okay, so I, I don't recall, but I remember uh, I watched a Woodstock uh, documentary on either Hulu or um, it was the story of Woodstock and, yeah. and how they, uh, they plan, you know, planning it, leading up to it, it actually happening, them running out of food, you know, all this other stuff. And they did a big thing on Santana. Santana was so high on acid, he had no idea where he was. Yeah, and the whole, his whole set. He's, he said, I, "I had no idea where I was." And the wild, playing. and the wild thing is, is it? It wasn't until later in my life that I knew Santana was that old to have performed at Woodstock as a young man, right? Not a child, right? And now today, he's still kicking it. The greatest thing that happened at Woodstock. By far, Jimi Hendrix national anthem. Oh yeah, he laced his uh, he laced his headband with LSD, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy to me how how people get mad at that at that version of it. I think it's one of the best ever. If you're gonna get mad at the national anthem, you get mad at Fergie's dude at the playoffs. You get mad at Fergie's original, or the All Star game, whatever the heck it was. Yeah, it was at the was, finals. Ugh. You definitely got to be mad at Fergie, but I the mean, fact that Draymond Green was standing there could not keep like, a straight oh, face. Oh, all of them were laughing. But then the Golden State Warriors remixed it, and that was pretty funny. Did they really? Oh, dude, it was it was it was crazy. So sixties, sixties. How about we get into? One, I mean, the golden era of rock and roll, seventies. No, 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 not seventies yet. Let's you don't. You want to skip it? Yeah, I want to do our favorites at the end. Okay, two uh, thousand. So the early two thousands is when I really started getting into hip hop, and it was Outkast. Okay. Okay, Outkast. That's who I think of early two thousands. I'm fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. right? Uh, going into college, and that's what I'm listening to is. Um, a lot of Outkast, mm-hmm. a lot of Houston rap, the Swisher House and the they Chopped and Screwed. In the hallways of school. Who? Yeah. Mike right. Um, I had a roommate in college who, uh, he got so excited. He His grandma bought him a computer, brand new computer. And the first thing he did was downloaded LimeWire and downloaded the full like 34-minute June 27th. Uh, freestyle. Okay. He said, "I got the I got the whole version, and would play it all the time." Yeah. But that's when I that's when I learned about uh, the chopped and screwed, like mm-hmm. the swinging and banging. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Twenty five lighters, you know. Which and then you know that's such an iconic rap song. ZZ Top came back and did a version of it, which is wild to me. I like when I think of early two thousands. I think about the end of the 90s were because it was all the right. it was all the verses Christina versus Britney right versus Backstreet Boys you know boy uh, uh soul for real versus right boys to men you know whatever so it was like after that you started to get that new millennium boy you know, which people I know people think I'm crazy like I liked like I liked 
like boy groups. Right. I love the Backstreet Boys. 98 Degrees and NSYNC. Yeah, man. So I think about early 2000s, yeah, downloading the LimeWire, FrostWire, Napster. Yeah. Um, early 2000s for me, definitely, like, same thing, Outkast. Yeah. Getting into, like, I that was the... That was the evolution for me for hip hop because I'd listened to hip hop in the late '90s with my, my older brother, but it was like finding that love for it was right. early 2000s. That's when I learned about Nas. It was it, exactly Outkast led me to Nas, to Biggie, to Tupac, and that's what led me to Mob Deep. Mm-hmm. When he called out Mob Deep on "Hit 'Em Up," yep. started listening to them, and then all of a sudden now I'm listening to. Jay Z, mm-hmm. who I hate, Lil Wayne, who I hate. Mm. Um, Lil Wayne had an era that he was good. Okay, Styrofoam but, cup. Lil Wayne was. Any, anyways, the other thing I'll tell you the other the other big at least for me because I know you and I definitely don't see eye to eye on this, and you make fun of me for it. EDM. Yeah, the early two yeah. thousands when the EDM giant was awoken. I did like that sandstorm. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. We don't need to play it. We used to do a. We used to do. It's funny at the the cheer camps. We put words to it in a little dance. The kids, the kids do. I should say, they went big fish, little fish, big fish, little fish, cardboard box, cardboard box, looking through the window, looking through the window, shopping, or looking through the window, looking through the window, or looking through the closet, looking through the closet, shopping bag, shopping. The kids just come up. They come up with all these lyrics for it, and like we play the song, and they would like. They'd freestyle stupid lyrics to that song. That sounds horrible. It was hilarious. Oh, okay. They would come up with the most ridiculous thing. I guess you had to be there. but Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Early 2002, I'm still taking, uh, like, um, uh, I'm taking Smashing Pumpkins from the 90s into the 2000s. I love them. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm still listening to the Toadies and... Candlebox and all that stuff from the 90s over into the the 2000s but then it was later in the from like I guess the 2004 2005 I start getting into the Modest Mouse okay and the Death Cab Mm -hmm. uh I don't know when but uh these like these weird bands like Boy and Bear Slipknot was big for me. Slipknot was big in the 90s when I was in high school for me Corn and Limp Bizkit yeah. we'll, we'll get early to that 2000s one Early 2000s for for me was Corn right. and then uh Godsmack early Godsmack 2000s. yeah generational music is it's it's it kind of ties into that nostalgic we talked about right. cuz you and I are talking about like cuz being 90s like growing up 90s 2000s like we know the gener- we know the music that was on the radio. Yeah. Versus what our parents played on the oldie station. Right. So we get to like it, it's it's that what was I doing two thousand four? Senior in high school. Okay. What was I doing senior in high school? I was driving this truck. What was I doing in this truck? Listen to this music. Right. This is right there. I can tell yeah. It's right there. Yeah, in the nineties I'll do that. Uh you can always pinpoint like one at least one group who transitions you from one generation into another. Mm-hmm. Okay. I told you I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. So Pink Floyd is from 70s to 80s for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from the 80s to the 90s is Metallica. Yeah. Okay. So I took Metallica, Hard Rock, um, Slasher, uh, Hard Guitar Riffs, Long Hair, whatever. And then once they get into the 90s, um, once they get into the nineties, uh, cut their hair. Now we're alternative and they, and I know that they're not the ones who like started alternative music, right? 
but that's for me right. that was the transition and then again in the 90s to the 2000s at smashing pumpkins took me into the 2000s you know what yeah. i mean and like for me and that's that i think that just shows it even though you and i are only a couple years apart in age metallica is like when i think metallica it's only 90s uh-huh i just think interesting man like that whole feel right I, I mean i like the other stuff you're on listen to it but when i the, my first thought when i think of metallica is inner sandman because i remember mid 90s being at the boys and girls club and uh-huh. they would have mtv on the tv and i remember inter sandman was in the top 10 TRL, right right, and right. They, everybody loved that song and so it's like that's like late 90s for me mid to late 90s yeah i like that metallica is great I still love them. Like, okay, so I started, like, when I first found out about Metallica, I loved them. And then I guess when they went to Alternative, mm-hmm. I stopped liking them. Really? And I would so laugh. They sold out? Like, I, yeah, that's what I feel like. Like, uh, I feel like they, I don't know, something. somebody at a, at a label was like, hey, this is the direction we need to go now. And instead of, like, sticking to their guns and, like, no. This is the kind of music that made us with these hard riffs and long hair and, you know, mm. heavy metal. Like, they, you know, they went on with the the King Nothings and the, yeah. you know, King for a Day or whatever. What what bothered me most, and it's not even Metallica. It was actually, it was not Metallica at all. The, uh, the four original heavy metal bands, Slayer, right. Megadeth, uh, Metallica, and... Um, God, his fourth Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, Anthrax. All so Metallica's final touring year was the year before COVID. Mm-hmm. They had show in Dallas. Those resale tickets were three grand. I don't know because it's their final year, right? The idea to pitch it like a big four tour. All the guys from Metallica were completely on board. Lars Ulrich was like, "Yeah, like we'd love to do that. Like if everybody else is down, let's do it." Yeah, and I want to say it was Megadeth. Yeah. That was like we don't have we, we have no interest in that. They were the only one. Every other band was like, yeah. I mean, could you imagine going to a show and seeing Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Metallica in the same night? So I feel like so I feel like you can have the three without Megadeth because uh, I've I've read it where it was said one time, Metallica mm-hmm. can definitely Megadeth. Yeah. No way Megadeth can Metallica. But like at all. But I mean. I, Mustaine was in Metallica for a hot minute right. and then went and But here think about this outside of that could you really enjoy the music knowing that like you had all of like this generational stuff and knowing that they're not going to play everything that you want to hear because you know you've got to fit four bands and so you're going in there like wondering when they cherry pick all of their stuff am I going to leave here satisfied yeah regardless of what you think about each one band because you get hype about all of them but you're going in there like I want to hear this I want to hear this I want to hear this yeah knowing that they're going to cherry pick what they want to play and you may get six songs each eight songs each maybe yeah and then you leave there thinking like that's fair. That wasn't what I hoped for. Man. That's what I because hate because of the generational gaps. They gotta pick something, right? That's what I hate about that's what I hate about concerts for sure is going to a concert and wanting to hear 
a specific song being played. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And then you wait for the encore. And you wait. And you wait. And they don't play it. And then you're like, man, uh, wasted my money. That almost happened to me when I saw John, uh, uh, Elton John. We got the parking at the at the parking at the Freeman was not like they had the worst staff. Mm-hmm. We sat in front of the Freeman on the road for like forty five minutes. Yeah, watching like it's it's showtime, right? And I'm like, if I don't hear Benny and the Jets, yeah, I'm gonna lose my mind, right? And the show's about to start, and I have no, I don't know his set list, I don't know any of that stuff. And I, I was like, I told my buddies they're sitting in the car. I was like, I'm not driving. Y'all park the car. I, I, I'm going. I'm not missing this show. And I took off running through the parking lot, got my ticket scanned, ran in. As I'm running in, he's playing his very first song, and he's about a third of the way through it. It's Benny and the Jets. And I ran into like the wing, and I'm standing in the wing listening to him sing it. And the ticket lady's like, "Where's your ticket?" And I was like, "It's right here." She goes, "This is not your section." I was like, "I know." I was like, "I'm just. I, I got to hear this song." This is like, no matter what, I got to hear this song. She's like, if you like, you have to go to your seat. I'm like, ma'am, I'm not leaving until he's done with this song. She's like, I'll call security if you don't go to your seat. I'm like, call them. By the time they get here, the song will be over and I'll be gone. Go ahead. And I stood there in the wing because I almost missed that song. And she's like calling for security. The song ends. I go, okay, bye. And I took off the, like, completely took off running to the other side. That's funny. And every other song after that. I'm like, it was great, but I would have missed Benny the Jets if I'd have waited. Yeah, but I but going into a concert like that now, like I can't do it anymore, like expecting to hear a song. I just wanna I just wanna hear them jam now because if I'm sitting there mad because the next song is not what I want to hear, and then the next song is not what I want to hear, then then the next song, I'm losing focus on how great the concert probably actually is because I'm waiting for this stupid song to be played, and it's making me mad that it's not being played, so I'm not enjoying the actual genius of the musician who I paid money to see. True story. You know? Mm-hmm. So there's that. So what decade do you want to do next? Uh, 80s. So the 80s, it took... Okay, so I used to say the 80s was horrible music. I couldn't stand listening to it. But it was because I was uneducated on it. Uh, I knew there was some Pink Floyd and some Doobie Brothers and some of those 70s bands that we talked about that that transitioned into the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's. It, I mean, it, it should be said that... Bands don't just quit. Hey, I started in the 70s. I got to quit because it's the 80s now. And, you know, the generation of music and the music is evolving and the evolution of of uh, music is so, you know, noticeable. We have to stop. Right. You know, so right. you got these bands that are going in. But now, uh, it was a couple years ago at work, we took the kids to see Bumblebee. Okay. The Transformers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so that movie is is the beginning of the Transformers when they send Bumblebee from the, from the planet or whatever to Earth to hide. Okay. Okay? So this is the start of the I Transformers. Seen, I, I, I haven't seen that. Okay? And it's, it's, it's a couple of years old now, so I'm not worried about uh, ruining it for anybody. But uh, the music, the soundtrack to it was 80s. And so Tears for Fears comes on and I'm like, man, that's a really good song. Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy that song. And I've heard it, but I had heard it before. But I've never really like heard it, heard it. So it, we we talked a lot about the bands that transition. Right. 
I mean, think about the bands that peak in a later decade. Right. Chicago. Yeah. You're you're the inspiration. Right. But Chicago, some of Chicago's best was, I mean, yeah, they're 70s band all day, but like some of their best stuff is in. in, the, in the, yeah, right. Uh, one of uh, Pink Floyd's uh, best albums is uh, in the 80s, A Momentary Lapse of Reason. Mm-hmm. A great, a great album. Mm-hmm. It's in the 80s. It's still Pink Floyd. You can tell it's still Pink Floyd, but it's 80s Pink Floyd. It's not your. It's not your. Since the music has evolved, mm-hmm. I, so I feel like Pink Floyd in the 70s was ahead of their time with their style, with the synthesizer and the you know the the way they played that, and now music caught up to them. Right. You know what I mean. Right. So once they're in the 80s now. Everybody, right? Everyone's doing it now, and so now they you can tell it's it's uh Pink Floyd, but now they just sound like your run of the mill 80s band, right? You know, instead of ahead of their time in the 70s. Queen was the same way, Queen was great in the 70s, right? But under pressure, right. David Bowie, yeah, um, uh, Fat Bottom Girls, right, was also 70s Man, that's a great or song. 80s, it's a great song, and my favorite band. Toto. No, I love Toto, though. Yeah, I do, too. Oh, okay. Journey. Oh, you've said that before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But, yeah, when I think of 80s music now, and it's because of this movie that we went to take the kids to see, I'm thinking of Tears for Fears, uh, Toto, stuff like that. Uh, You've got your hair bands. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was Mr. Big? Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the other one? Twisted Sister. Uh, Yeah, them. Um, Motley Crue. Man, I'll get back to that. I'm thinking of one specific band in the 80s. Poison? No, they suck. Whoa. Okay, we'll get back to that. Uh, Hair band? Yeah, it's a hair band. They got one of the most iconic 80s songs ever. Kiss? No, not Kiss. They have Kisses in the 80s is best. I mean, a lot of their stuff was late 70s, but they were definitely 80s. Okay, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull Hair bands it. in the 70s. Let's see if I 80s. Let's see if I can think. So, not Motley Crue, not Poison. Not Motley Crue. Not Rush. Nope. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of like those, um, like the arena rock. Def Leppard? No, not Death Def Leopard. Oh man, what is this? Uh Van Halen? No. Man, this is gonna bug me. Well, while you're looking that up, one okay. thing that I loved about the eighties music was the evolution of the of, of hip hop. Because like when we get to seventies, we're talking about rappers delight. But you got yes. into like funky Cole Medina in the eighties. White Snake. White Snake. Yeah. yeah. White Snake. White Snake is what music that our parents made love to. In the back of a Camaro. That's disgusting. It's the truth, though. Uh, you know, tell who else was my favorite decade for them. And you're talking about multi-decade. We're talking 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. My favorite decade was the 80s for this person. Person. I just gave it away. Was it Elton John? I don't know. Gross. Oh, come on, man. Gross, man. Rock With You was an amazing... Like, 80s was Michael's Michael's decade. Yeah. 90s, he got into, like, the bad, you know, but, like, the 80s, was he was still kind of, like, pretty boy. He wasn't white yet. Exactly. 
You know who else I love from that that uh, from the eighties, and I feel like he's super duper underrated. Who? Billy Joel. Oh, definitely. Super underrated. So underrated. Uh, anybody, with the exception of Elton John, who sits at a piano mm-hmm. to play rock music, mm-hmm. you're underrated for sure. Billy Joel. I mean, he got the love that that he deserved, but I feel like uh, when you're talking about uh, kids going back to listen to the classics, going to listen to the old stuff. They're not. They're not searching out Billy Joel, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Pian- yeah, Piano Man is sure. one of my favorite songs for in those, the world. For our listeners that are listening to us, going, I'm still not convinced about the '80s. Keep in mind when you go to a wedding, the majority of what you're hearing is from the '80s. It's from the so if you uh, if you enjoy having a good time. The 80s are where you need to be. <laughs> Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Don't Stop Believing. Planet Rock. Money for Nothing. But yeah, I Dire Straits. Money for Nothing. Come on. Right on. That what is, put MTV on the, on map. the map? Video killed the Video radio killed star. The radio star yeah. and Money for Nothing. Right. Money for Nothing for the longest time was the number one uh I guess they did a ranking mm-hmm. of music videos. Yeah. And for the longest time, Money for Nothing was that number was the, one. I think it was the first music video that had animation in it. Right. So it, was, it, and it always went Money for Nothing and then Purple Rain. That's cool. Not Purple Rain, uh, November Rain. Oh, uh, I was going to say Purple Rain was a great video. No. Purple November Rain, Rain. November Rain was a great video. The wedding, and then the funeral, and then Slash in the rain playing his guitar. Here's the thing, man. The best music video of all time, and you're gonna—I I feel like you're gonna argue with me on it, but I feel like only because your gut reaction is gonna be to argue with me. But Thriller. De- well, Thriller's great. Destiny or uh, Beyonce. Yeah, get out of here. I'm not even entertaining that. Uh, 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 no. Uh, 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 Put a ring on it. It's a great video. Wow, man. What decade now? I wish I wish you never had did that. <laughs> you pick, man. Seventies or nineties. Well, you and I both are like those are like our two. That's two. That's, that's, our, that, that's literally the foundation of our podcast. I used to tell my dad all the time, like I grew up in the wrong generation. Like I should have been born in the sixties, like early sixties, and actually like grew up and did my adolescence through the seventies. For sure. Um, Big body cars. Yeah. Big body cars, classic fat, rock fat music. Girls. Yeah, you know, it was 80s. bell bottoms. So uh, let's do seventies. Okay, seventies we'll for last because you and I are both nineties junkies. So CCR. Automatically, I go to Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. See, I go to CCR, the the Doobie Brother, Almond Brother. Right and, now, now well, it's Skinner. Well, I do enjoy the the Southern classic rock the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd are a nostalgic thing. I remember the first time I heard Cashmere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were driving to church camp, and my dad was driving the van, and it came on the radio, and he turned it up, and we got a bunch of, you know, young. And when I say young, I'm talking like second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders mm-hmm. jamming out to Cashmere. In the van on the way to church camp with my dad. Like, that tells you a lot about my dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. And so that was my introduction to Led Zeppelin. And so it wasn't long after that for Christmas, I got my first Led Zeppelin CD in Through the Outdoor. There you go. 
But that's an eighties. That's an that's an eighties album. But your love started. But my love started with seventies, and now, man, anytime Led Zeppelin is uh, on the radio, I'm stopping. I got mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin on the wall up above your right shoulder. Yeah. That's uh, I can't remember. I think that's Zoso, and it's got Stairway to Heaven on it. Mm-hmm. So I was I was going through, and I sent you, which we found out our candy playlist. Yeah. But I said, such for, a shame. I know it's so dumb. Such I mean, I respect the artist, and yeah. It, but so for our listeners, I sent Adam a few, you know, a handful of songs from each decade. That, right. That in the seventies, the seventies was the first one. And when I got into the decades, were like crap. There's so many songs I can think of. And the the biggest thing about the seventies too is that generation or that decade was where like trying to expand the genres. Right. So I just want to read this list, and these yeah. are just a handful of songs of different genres from the 70s just to give you guys an idea of how diverse music was in the 70s which is why Adam and I are so just junkies for the 70s so these are all 70s songs believe it or not Give Me Three Steps Bohemian Rhapsody Yeah Rapper's Delight Three Little Birds Family Tradition Tiny Dancer and Fat Bottom Girls Three Little Birds Bob Marley I, I was it was a 70s song I, I forget that that song was in the set. Look who I had pulled up literally while you're reading that list. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was not gonna let us get out of the seventies oh, no. without Got without you. letting uh, without mentioning Bob Marley. But just I just love that you know in these seven songs you've got Southern classic rock. Right. You've got. Queen rock, right? You've got hip hop, you've got reggae, you've got southern, like not southern, like family tradition, like just southern. Yeah. Tiny dancer, so yeah. you got some pop. Yeah. And fat bottom girl, you know, more more the queen, the queen. Right. Like, in that, in seven songs, in one out right. of thousands, you've you got, cover. You've got at least six six different gen- genres. genres or subgenres. Yeah. Seventies was it was just it was like the explosion of. Like the after the hippie movement and everybody like just we got past free love you got just think about it we're past Vietnam you got some of the rock from the sixties you got disco coming yeah that's exactly what I was just about to bring up disco's on its way you know we didn't even mention a disco mm-hmm. not a disco fan you've my, also, myself you've also got your post invasion decade yeah so now you got all the the groups that want to be you know groups right you've got your post Motown right. It's just like it just every one of those early seeds that were planted just sprouted. Seventies all of these different types. Seventies music is the reason uh, when we did the movie music, mm-hmm. the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Why Dazed and Confused is my favorite uh, because it is. I mean, it's it's Peter Frampton. It's. Um, Oh, who's the crazy dude? He plays the guitar. He's crazy now. He's crazy right wing nut. Oh, Ted Nugent. Uh, Ted Nugent. Yeah. You know, just Black Oak, Arkansas. Not a fan. My dad loved him, mm-hmm. but he was just super weird. Yeah, the, his voice. I, I feel like if he didn't sing in that weird voice, like one of the popular songs is Jim Dandy. Mm-hmm. If he didn't sing like he did, I'd probably like them. Yeah. But his voice is so annoying. Like his voice to me is like nails on chalkboard. Is well, the way you describe Stevie Nicks mm-hmm. on steroids. Yeah, you can't get past. Uh, it. You can't. So I hate. 
Ted Nugent. No, no, no. I love Ted Nugent. I love his music. I love Stranglehold. I think that's one of the best solo guitar ever. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about Black Oak, Arkansas. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but seventies, seventies is where I belonged. Um, now the soundtrack we, I didn't, I didn't mention. Uh, what would uh, that football movie? Oh, yeah. remember the Titans? Yeah, what era? 60s. That sixties. That was a great soundtrack. It was. A lot of temptations, right. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. Yeah. But it's those mainstream songs. That's all I can listen to once I start delving a little deeper. Well, that's, you know, we also got, you know, we're so spoiled with how easy it is for music to come out. Yeah. And the volume. I think that's another big thing yeah. is the sheer volume of music now. Like when you go back and you look at like the 60s and 70s, the process it took to get music to the masses right. was so arduous. That like you'd have a song that was number one for six months because right. there was nobody. Like, we're trying to make the next album. Right. You and I can take what we do tonight and Edit. put it into a plug-in and turn our entire hour conversation into a song, right. and upload it in five minutes. Right. And that that's a whole different rabbit hole to go down on just how that's watered down music. It was, but dip- I think it's because it took so much time that people like knew like, hey, this has got to be good. Because it's what people are going to listen to for the next however long. Right. It and was you see the the timelessness of it now. Pending the amount of time that we had left once we got through all the eras, I was willing to go down that rabbit hole of how it literally takes no talent to make it in the music industry this day. You can buy plugins that it, will automatically make like you could sing every note off key, auto tune it, and it will completely perfect. Right, and that's hip hop today. Auto tune. Um, who's the T Pain? Sings so well without auto tune. Right, it blows. It, my it's it's mind. crazy. The fact that he ever used it. Right. I feel like I feel like once he put a song out on auto tune, like he had to go nothing but auto tune. You then, know what I mean? Because if he came out without any kind of auto tune, no one's gonna know who he is. Right. But it's so recognizable with the auto tune. To see him do those small sets where he sings acoustic, right? And if you that's early homework, so I don't forget it. If you've never heard T Pain sing without auto tune, just Google search. Yeah, yeah. Promise you will not be disappointed. I don't think T Pain could disappoint me anyway. But anyways, to the nineties. To the nineties. Hallelujah. Sweet salvation. So I need to pull up your list here and just see. So this was out of all. So as you could tell, as I went on, the lists got longer. Yeah, they did. And the 90s was the longest. Um, Time of your life. Wait. Lauren Hill? No, time of your life. Uh, Good riddance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I hope you have the time of your life. Just because, so when when I think about the 90s, yes, there's a lot of great music that's music that's good because it's good. The thing about the 90s also is there was a lot of like just the songs that everyone knows, that everyone recognizes yeah. that are still good. Right. You know, like the the timeless of the 90s. Right. You know, we think timeless, like you're thinking like your 70s, your 60s, some of your 80s stuff. And then you see less and less timeless music. Yeah. I feel like the 90s still had some of these timeless, like time of your life is going to be the graduation song right. forever. 
Right. You know what I mean? Just like another brick in the wall. Exactly. Is gonna is gonna, yeah. It's exactly. gonna be up there with that. Uh, Motown Philly, only because. Yeah. Why? I, I liked Motown Philly because it. I felt like it was this really cool glimpse of crossover between like hip hop and R and B because you hear that a lot. Like, tune into ninety eight point five, the beat, hip hop and R and B, and you hear hip hop. Right. And you hear R and B. Well, right. now you got boys to men who sing hip hop doing or sing R and B doing a hip hop version. Like that's, that's, that to me was kind of cool because like you don't hear the two together. That's fair. So I thought that was kind of. I'll give you that one. Uh, then you get into like the stuff you and I love the most: Iris, Wonderwall, Everlong, Wonderwall. So there is your example of one of the greatest songs that wasn't even the best song on an album. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't think people I don't think people appreciate Oasis the same way I don't think people appreciate Coldplay. So we're gonna do an episode on underrated music. And Oasis is definitely gonna be on there because I think with the Gallagher's fighting and them breaking up so early and not being able to put out more Oasis CDs or albums or whatever. Mm-hmm. That makes them super underrated because what's the story? Morning Glory is one of the greatest rock albums ever made. You know, it's and, funny, pe- and people don't even realize it. A lot of that underrated music. I bet you, if we asked each other, which decade do you feel like had the most underrated music? It was gonna I be feel the, like it's I, gonna be the nineties. Yeah, the nineties, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because you got you got you got you got bands like Candlebox. I think they're underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, being uh, Outdone by a Nickelback, yeah, or a, a Three Doors Down, or you know whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But Candlebox was awesome. I went to uh, I went to a concert one time, and it was Bush, mm-hmm. who I love. I love Bush, and they were they were opened up by a band called Default. Okay, do you, do you remember Default? Mm-hmm. Okay, Maybe I heard some other songs. If you heard one, you probably would. But Default opened up, and Bush was definitely not the best band of the night. I'm only a fan of Glycerin. I don't feel like any, I mean I, I like Bush I like their sound and yeah. like some of their songs are good but I feel like they rode the glycerin. I disagree. Wave. I think I think Gavin was very very talented, but you know to the point where you know you've got super underrated music like Default mm-hmm. opening up for Bush and they were much better than Bush in my opinion, especially that night. Fair enough. Um my favorite subgenre, and we've talked about this before, is the grunge. Mm-hmm. I love Nirvana. I love, um, I love uh, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Temple of the Dog, Smashing Pumpkins. S- Smashing Pumpkins. I wouldn't necessarily so call grunge, them grunge. But, They're definitely alternative. Yeah. But I'm thinking of Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's one other I'm missing, um, Alice in Chains. Yep. Now, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to. Listen to Alice in Chains because it was Alice in Chains, and my mom did not like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was no mom. The band is named after one of their friends named Allison mm-hmm. Chains, right? So, Bachi you know, Pass, right? So started listening to that. But uh, I remember in the '90s, I'm in eighth grade, and I'm calling 99.5 Kiss mm-hmm. every night. Every night when it's, uh, I think from like eight to ten was the, the was the all request line. Yeah. Hey, I need to listen. I, I need y'all to play "Grind" by Alice in Chains every single night mm-hmm. before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. I was calling them and asking Love for it. it. So yeah, that's 
Uh, 90s no. for me was very Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, yeah. Loose you, Traveler. So you got your, okay. Hey, you know, the Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms, Counting Crows. Definitely Counting Crows. Uh, Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't necessarily a Dave Matthews fan in the 90s, but that's where Blind they started. Melon. Blind Melon, Jars of Clay, um, Depeche Mode a little bit, but not, uh, no, I take that back. But yeah, there's so many genres of music in the 90s that I love. Um, and only because we have done three episodes on it, the majority of your and my favorite hip-hop artists are in the 90s. Absolutely. Um, or they your vo- And your vocalists, big vocalists, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. I know you don't like her, but Whitney's biggest hits were in the 90s. Yawn. Celine Dion was in the 90s. Man, have you seen Cher lately? Share now, or what looks like, like share from fifty years ago that is still share now. What share looking like uh, Kim Kardashian? You know who else Cher. has had their face redone again and looks exceedingly young and attractive? Madonna. Shit, you're, we're talking about the same picture here. Madonna has redone her face again and looks like she's fifteen. Yeah, like she. Well, that's gross. Well, you know what I mean. I don't want to crush on a fifteen-year-old, no, sixty-year-old lady. You know what I mean. But yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so on the list I had Motown, Philly, Time of Your Life, Iris. Goo Goo Dolls. I've seen them live. They're trash. Really? But I like their studio stuff. Fair enough. Matchbox 20 also. Trash. Wonderwall. Can you feel the love tonight? Oh, yeah. So that's one thing I looked back through. I actually had Elton John King. like almost. Is that Lion King? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can you feel the love tonight? Everlong, No Rain, Basket Case, Good Riddance, which Time of Your Life. Uh, hey, jealousy, Jen Blossoms. Yeah, Mr. Jones, Counting Crows. Anything yeah. I put anything Hootie and anything Blues Travelers. Let me let me ask you this: um, Post Malone did the redo of Hootie and the Blowfish. Did you hear it? No. Okay, I'll play it for you after this episode, okay. and I want to know your opinion. I myself think it's great. Well, you uh, remember that 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 set he did not too long ago, where he played some country music. I think he played like Johnny Cash. Listen, man, and everybody's like, "Okay, I need a Post Malone country album now." Listen, man, Post Malone not rapping. He's a he's he's a genius. Really, when he starts rapping, I'm out. When he starts playing his guitar acoustic and actually singing, mm-hmm. I'm super in. And I'm super in. I yeah. do. I do. That's you know. That's another episode. Yeah. Artist who changed genres. Oh yeah, like Darius Rucker, Aaron going Lewis, from Hootie to country. Yeah, Aaron Lewis went from stained to country. The Eagles yeah. going from rock to country. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a good, that's a good episode. But man, so, 90, 90s, so much good music. 90s music just that's what that's my go to. Here's to your point, which you one of your points you made in one of the very first episodes we said, and I love, I absolutely love it, and I'll never forget it. Was one of the things you said about why you love music so much is that there's something there's something for everybody. The '90s is a decade where there is something for everybody. Literally something for like even if even if the '90s is not the era that you grew up in or find you will absolutely. My my dad did. My dad my dad was just like me. He loved music Mm. and he's finding all kinds of. uh, He found Soundgarden. Yeah. You know before I did. Yeah. You know and loved it. But yeah, there's there's something for everybody. Even if like my mom, if you're a, if you're into the talk radio and podcast, there's still music out there for you. She's a big old Journey fan. She loves disco. So it's weird, man. It's it's super weird. Music <clears throat> music is just it's just weird to me, you know. 
It's generational. It's generational. And it's and it's something that like it's something I crave. Like when I'm at work, like I'll I'll get to working and I'll literally like stop what I'm doing. You gotta put something on. To to put my headphones in or to start my Spotify up on my laptop or whatever so now I can work and then like I share an office with one of the bosses mm-hmm. and uh so I'll put my music on and uh I'll hear her singing it. Yeah. You know. But another one we forgot is Weezer started in the nineties. True. Eminem started in the nineties. Very true. And transitioned into the two thousands. I don't know, man. It's wild. Homework. What homework do you got for? Uh I don't necessarily have any homework. I guess we can just go straight into what to listen to. I'll start. Go for it. Let me pull up some playlists and get some ideas. One band I definitely want everybody to go listen to is Young the Giant. It's one of my favorite bands there. Candlebox, too. No, nah, you don't have to listen to Candlebox. Candlebox is, is like a, uh, it's an acquired taste, I feel like. Fair enough. But it's definitely one of those those guys and bands that were a graduate of the uh, Eddie Vedder School of Singing. You know, he kind of, you know, them. Uh, there was another band. Man, we forgot about the Toadies. That's disrespectful. But anyways, Young the Giant. Definitely go check them out. Uh, I've got a, a band that I like that that's called Death Cab for Cutie, and it's like... I know Death Cab. And it's... Um, it's acoustic, folk rock, whatever, yeah. you know. But if you go check out his side project, The Postal Service. Okay. It's electronica acoustic type stuff. Really? It's, yeah, it's it's it's, now it's, you're, now you're talking it's, language. it's weird. Now you're yeah. Language. It's super weird. And uh John Mayer put out a new song yesterday. Go find that. Uh sure. it's called Last Train Home. Go check it out. So those are my three. Go for it. Uh, my three are going to be... I want people to go... So we talked about artists that cross generation. I want people to pick one artist, whether it be Elton John, Michael Jackson, Journey, CCR, who have. Find an artist that has multi-generation music yeah and listen find one song from each decade oh yeah that you like that's a good one i think elton would be the easiest for most people you've got 70s uh you got tiny dancer in the 70s um uh 80s who's elton? an elton 80s song rocket man or the yeah. 70s uh i couldn't tell you either way and then you got, i'm bad with the and years then you got uh can you feel love tonight in the 90s yeah right so there are artists that if you search multi-decade artist, right. Prince is one. Yeah. Right? Find an artist that you or find an artist you like now and see if they extend back that far and, right. and try to recognize three songs from uh, three different decades. Alan Crows just put out an album. There you go. 2020. So, right. So, who's your three? Uh I'm going to say three songs? Yeah. No, three three bands. Three bands. You can specify songs if you would like. I would say easy one to do, Stevie Wonder. Definitely do Stevie Wonder. I know he's got three generations. Okay. Uh, Elton John, three okay. generations. And um, I know you hate them, and I'm going to say it. The Beatles. I know so you, trash, I know, man. but the Beatles have three decades. I can't stand them. I know. But Anyways, just, that's more like listen to the differences. Yeah, listen to the differences. That's fair. Uh, the crazy thing is, is I liked um, 
Paul McCartney solo. Mm-hmm. Like when he was with, uh, when he was doing Band on the Run. Is that Paul McCartney? I don't know. I think sure. it is. The only thing I know that he did with somebody after the Beatles was he did Ebony and Ivory with Stevie. <laughs> yeah, he did. Hang I liked, on. I like George Harrison. He had uh, Got My Mind. Uh, got My Mind. Or... Yeah, Paul McCartney and Wings, Band on the Run. Oh, it was Wings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's our episode for the day. Uh, generational music. Agree with us, disagree with us. We don't care. Just listen to us. Subscribe, share. Do all the things that uh, lets us know that uh, you're listening to us. And Even if if you don't like our podcast, show us by hitting the like button so hard that you break your mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then send us a message t- talking about how bad we are. Comment that so that it dings yeah. the algorithm. Yeah. Anyways, we'll catch y'all later. See you guys.